0: I'm Andy Barker, consultant sports physiotherapist, private practice owner, and the founder of the Newgrad Physio. Having experienced my own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, I know exactly what it takes to accelerate your learning and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked at my dream sports club, the Leeds Rhinos, for over 10 seasons, I now consult with a number of individual athletes and sporting organisations whilst running my own private practice. But my biggest passion is a NewGrad physio. I built the NewGrad physio to help NewGrad physios, sports therapists and sports rehabilitators just like you accelerate their own learning and learn the skill sets you need to become a competent, confident and competitive NewGrad physio. There are specific challenges you will face as a NewGrad therapist. And this podcast will deliver you actionable advice you can use to overcome these challenges and start your own successful grad journey. So let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the New Physio Podcast. I'm Annie Barker, your host for today's episode. And first and foremost, thanks for, for joining me on this particular episode. So in this podcast today, I want to talk about, about sort of one of my own problems I had really as a, as a student and, and also as a new grad and, and why sort of stepping out of, of my own comfort zone made such a big impact on my, my early career as a, as a new grad physio. So you might actually think myself, you know, someone who's presenting on a on a podcast like this, you might have seen me, you know, lecturing, or you might even have been to sort of one of my courses or something like that. You probably no doubt see me on some sort of video, whether that's on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, or whatever it might be. And you might think that seeing all this, that speaking in public, you know, being in front of the camera, being in front of sort of groups of people and presenting in that sort of way. It's something that I am really at home with, and something that just you know, sort of comes natural, natural to me. But this is certainly, you know, not the case. And it's something in terms of a skill and my ability to communicate that I had to work so hard on since those early days of being a student as a new grad to to get into a position now where I am very comfortable and actually really enjoy being in front of the camera, being in front of groups of people and actually presenting, whether that's in a a lecture, on a course or whatever else it might be. In this podcast particularly, I want to show you, you know, exactly how hard I had to sort of work and and what was a, you know, a big sort of aha moment for me when I sort of first started going out on clinical placements and when I actually realised that I, you know, I really had a problem with communicating, not only, you know, with other people in front of groups, but also the the sort of patients and other members of the MDT that I was sort of working with. And I'm going to show you why, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and addressing some of the problems that you might have. So these might might necessarily relate to communication, but there may be some other problems you have within your sort of own practice as a student or as a, as a sort of new grad physio, and why you need to work on these sort of weaknesses as these might be preventing you from, you know, enjoying that successful new grad physio career. So to start off with, you know, I've told you, you know, I used to sort of maybe struggle with, you know, that aspect of communication and it was something that didn't sort of come natural to me. One of the big sort of aha moments, if you like, for me was when I actually went out on my first placement within a professional sports setting, which was actually at the Leeds Rhinos, which was obviously a, a club that I would later, you know, not so long after my placement, but actually start to, to be involved with and then ultimately at the end of my university uh, career, if you like, and, and was the, the first place that I went to work, sort of post-qualification. But what I actually saw when I went into that environment was the, the therapists that were looking after the, the players that, at that particular time, commanding groups, you know, being in front of groups of people. So whether that was the, the rest of the MBT staff in terms of maybe like a, a staff meeting and speaking, know to the, the head coach but in front of you know the snc staff the other medical staff you know other coaching staff that might be there at that present time i saw them leading uh pre-ab sessions and, and group you know sessions with the team where you might have you know sometimes the the full squad you know under your uh under your observation and under your care going through some particular maybe some like pre-activation or sort of pre type exercise prior to a, to a gym session or even prior to a field session and and up to this point you know public speaking was something that I didn't like to do so in university I'd sort of just sit, sit you know sit quiet in class wouldn't really um, answer questions not because you know I didn't necessarily know the answers which sometimes it was because I didn't know the answers but most of the time it's just because you know that's suit probably my my personality by nature I'm a bit probably a bit of an introvert uh, I just didn't feel like the need to sort of speak up but ultimately my avoidance in, in doing that was was actually impacting my communication skills and then I, you know I was sort of getting out into to these environments even my own clinical placements and I was finding that even my you know conversations with a patient one on one, obviously, that was away from a group environment, not necessarily public speaking. But you know, I wasn't as confident as as maybe what I thought I was. And then taking me, myself into that sport environment, you know, that was an environment that I saw myself working in, an environment that I wanted to, to work in. Uh, and then I realized, you know, that I needed to change because having the ability to communicate not only you know one to one with the patient's obviously very important, but having the ability to be able to to command the attention, be able to actually hold the attention of, of a group was something that I needed to learn. If I was wanting to, you know, step into the shoes of the you know, therapist that was running that pre-obsession or that therapist that was leading that that MDT meeting and addressing the the head coach and the rest of the staff about the you know the injury management of a particular player. So that for me was like a big aha moment when I thought, you know, I've got a problem with, you know, this particular skill set of communication. It's something that I sort of needed to change. And, you know, firstly, you know, making that acknowledgement, you know, so for you you guys, it might not necessarily be communication, but it might be one aspect of your, you know, your clinical practice, whether that's your, maybe your subjective assessment, it could be, you know, your objective assessment, it could actually be your hands-on treatment skills, it could be your, you know, your, your rehab you know, provision or your ability to coach uh, a patient or an athlete through a particular type of sort of rehab exercise. It doesn't really matter what the skill set is, but actually make an acknowledgement that, you know, an area of your practice, whether that's clinical practice, you know, your non-clinical skills is is a big thing. And it it's sometimes hard for us to actually t- to do that. It was hard for me, you know, in real to communication, to actually admit that, no, I wasn't actually that good at something and it's something that, that none of us really want to, to acknowledge if we're being totally honest and it's it's very easier so it's much easier should I should have say to almost bury you know your you know your head in the, the sand and, and avoid the problems that you're going to focus on the things that you are good at and think you know everything will be all right everything will be sort of hunky-dory and I'm pretty good at all these aspects of, of my you know Practice as a as a as a physio as a sports therapist as a sports rehabber. I'm not so good at those, but if I keep being good at these things, you know, I'll sort of be able to get by and be able to you know get the you know results you know with most of the patients that I see. But you know, it's not going to help you. There are going to be times when those skill sets are you know are tested upon. You know that might not necessarily be in the next day or week or even month, but down the track, having the ability to be that, you know, that well-rounded professional and, and actually being competent at all aspects of your clinical practice. So if that relates to those clinical skills, it relates to, you know, non-clinical skills like communication, like your ability to build rapport with your patient, getting your patients to buy into what you're saying. It might even relate to your skills in terms of, you know, career skills, being able to, you know, to nail a you know, therapy-based CV or, you know, be able to go into uh, a therapy-based job interview and actually nail it and actually, you know, obviously get that role that you're sort of after. So first and foremost, you need to actually acknowledge, you know, the aspects of your sort of practice that you, you know, you may be struggling with and may need work. Hi, Andy here. Hope you enjoyed the podcast so far. Just want to make sure you haven't missed out on my New Grad Physio Survival Guide. The New girl Physio Survival Guide shows you specific skill sets you need to know to survive as a new therapist working your role in the NHS, private practice or even sport. It's my most downloaded resource and you can get it completely free at www.newgirlphysio.com so make sure you check it out. Now let's get back to the podcast. The next step is actually to take action so like I said there, the easiest thing is just to avoid things that we're not good at. That's what we all want to do. We all want to stay within that little bubble, stay within our own sort of comfort zone. But actually being, actually stepping out of that comfort zone and making it actually uncomfortable, you know, it's not going to be nice. Going back to my own sort of story, it definitely wasn't nice to start with for me to be able to to make myself, you know, speak up in, uh, you know, the remainder of the, the teaching that I had at university. You know, I made a conscious effort that, you know, I need to get better at communicating. So I'd almost consciously try and answer as many questions as I could in in the sort of classroom if we were doing any sort of practical work. When someone was asked to demo something, I put myself forward, you know, and it it was real uncomfortable for me. It was unnatural in many ways for me at, at that particular time. But taking myself out of my own comfort zone and actually testing myself, you know, paid massive dividends for me. And it was something that, with obviously a bit of conscious effort, was something that, that turned around actually quite quickly and something that, that once I started to communicate more and be, you know, I felt so much more at home in front of, you know, speaking in front of groups of people to the point where I actually started to enjoy it. And you know, if I look back now, you know, I one of the, the best parts of, of my job is actually is actually teaching, is that about, about like getting in front of the camera, whether that's filming new content for, for the membership, whether that's being at a, you know, an in-person, you got a physio live event and actually teaching in front of people, whether that's me getting out on various events and um, lecturing, you know, arrangements that I have with various uh, un- institutions, universities, to, to teach a particular topic and present, you know, whether that's practical work, whether that's, you know, sitting in front of a group at the sort of lecture stand. I actually really, really enjoy that part of my role at the moment. And that's obviously a far cry from, from what I've just told you in terms of what I was like as a student, as a new grad, but me being able to to address my you know, my fears my anxieties around uh, communication actually public speaking has has been the sort of foundation for me being able to actually do that and actually enjoy really what I'm doing. So you know, whilst you know your own weaknesses, if you like, or things that you need to improve upon, you know, might not necessarily be communication. They might relate to some other aspects of your practice. First to take being acknowledging what they are and then actually making a conscious effort to take action is what you really need to do if you want to be a successful new grad physio. And the result is, you know, like it was for me, you will soon realise that it probably wasn't as bad as your first thought. So the worst thing that you can do, and take it from me in this example of my story that I've just told you, the worst thing you can do is just avoid things that you're not good at. I know that the the you know the best practitioners, that's not only therapists, but S and C coaches, actual like coaches, doctors, you know, nurses, all the other staff that I ever worked with, you know, during my, my career as a as a physio, the best practitioners are generally across the board, you know, good at most things. They're you not know, you'll have heard the the previous probably podcast or or read the read the blog when I was talking about sometimes it's actually better to be to be better across the board and actually be more average than it is to be really good at you know one or two you know specific skill sets and poor at others. And this is exactly the same, you know, sort of point really I'm trying to make in, in this particular you know podcast. And you buy by addressing your, you know, the things that you're not so good at. It's gonna give you better skills as a therapist. It's gonna give you more confidence in these particular skills. And these actual skill sets that at the moment that you might not be as strong at as others might actually come into your strengths. You know, I wouldn't say now for you know for me that communication's uh the strongest skill set I have, but it's definitely, you know, definitely not my weakest. And it's definitely something that continues to that I continue to work on, but I continue to get sort of better and better. And that's, you know, solely for the reason that by me taking action to step out of my comfort zone and make myself uncomfortable, acknowledging that I had a problem, but then taking action to, to put myself in that position to work on the skill sets that I know needed work, the skill sets that were holding me back uh, from making the you not know, getting results that I wanted with the the patients and the the respect almost and recognition that I, you know, wasn't getting because I was communicating poorly with the other members of the MDT I was sort of working with. To close off this sort of podcast, firstly, you need to acknowledge if there is areas in your practice that need attention, that need work. Second thing is to just take action. So the easiest thing for you to do is to sort of dismiss and forget about these sort of you know weaknesses that you may have, and think you know I'll just focus on the things that I'm good at, things that I enjoy better. But this isn't going to help you. And by actually taking yourself out of your comfort zone. You know it's never going to be as bad as what you think and it's ultimately going to give you better skill sets so you can better serve the patients and athletes who you're working with and help you enjoy a more successful new grad physio journey thanks for listening to the new grad physio podcast if you've enjoyed this content you will love my website newgradphysio.com which is packed full of free content to help you new grad physio sports therapist or sports rehabilitator overcome the specific challenges you face day to day in your clinical practice. Here you can view my blog and you can also download my NeuroPhysio survival guide which shows you the specific skill sets you need to know to survive as a new therapist working in your role in the NHS, private practice or sport. I'm really passionate about the physio and try to help as many neugar therapists as I can. So if you've enjoyed the podcast then please leave a review and even better, tell somebody else about it. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you're up to, and here's to your own successful new grad journey.